the sweet sounds of Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Did you? Hello, hello. It is good to hear your voice, to hear one of the top three best movie scores of all time. Huh. Did you know that about The Godfather? On who's on the Keith Long uh, scale? or um... uh, I don't know. My, my brother just uh, quizzed me on that, and... Um... Uh, the I got I got one and I I I, I missed the Godfather I, I didn't realize that it was uh, on the list. Hey, no so. judgment from our uh, couple episodes ago from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get like more than two uh, out of the last fifty. So it's the way it is. Uh, well, just the way that it is. is. You know, it's a new night, new opportunities yep. to stumble and yep. grow. <laughs> And, yep, uh, exactly. You, you you can't learn unless you yeah, fail. Yep. So uh, it's a proven fact, uh, not only uh, mentally but uh, physiologically, physically. Failure is a part of our growth. So there, there you, you go. go. You're Thanks. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show, listeners. If there's any listeners out there, we uh, recognize we're kind of in a transition period here, uh, switching over to Anchor. We may have lost a. A few followers there in the in the move, yep. um, but uh, assuming you are tuning in, you have found us. Uh, thank you for your persistence and uh, and your followership. And uh, we've got a treat for you tonight. We're talking about mountains, mountains, uh, mountains. Uh, uh, one of the best um, uh, imagery metaphor that we have in our uh, culture and life today. Uh, and our biblical life, our, our biblical, uh, uh, the ancient texts, uh, mountains are prominent um, phenomenon that uh, there's always, uh, as I've, uh, I've educated my flock uh, over the years, whenever there's a mountain mentioned, you know, something big, something big has arrived. Something big's gonna happen. So, uh, so mountains. So we're gonna look at a look at a sermon from uh, from my preacher, um, Rob Bell. Uh, whenever I need uh, uh, a preacher, I usually uh, he's in my top top three uh, that I go to. Um, and so there's a sermon from his uh, the Robcast called uh, "You Have Come to This Mountain" mm. from May 18th of this year. Um, fantastic in its entirety. Greg and I will give you the cliff notes. And the things that made us uh, reflect and pause. Yeah. So that's coming up for Pod Fodder. But first, uh, I'm going to put Greg in the hot seat for some mountain trivia. Greg, are you ready? I, I, I guess. <laughs> that's a spoken like a true disciple. Yeah, not not a lot of confidence in it. You uh, you're doing well at picking topics that um, I'm stumbling through. But you know what? We can well, we can I, all I learn. Threw in some. It's, it's not just, yeah, I think you'll do okay, but um, we'll see. Okay. Uh, 12 questions. Here we go. At 29,029 feet rests the tallest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. The final resting place in 2019 of A, three people, B, four people, or C, 11 people? Um, 11 people. It was 11, the deadliest year on record. Uh, a total death count on Mount Everest is 300 confirmed, but likely much more. Yeah, people want to keep going on that thing. So if you want to climb the big stuff, uh, there's a big risk. So big reward, definitely a great payoff at the top, but uh, 
big, big, big risk. Yeah. And uh, and eleven lost their lives last year, um, and added to uh, a, a pretty pretty large count um, going up that hill. So uh, number two, the highest summit in North America. Do you know the the highest summit in North North America, Greg? Mm. No, I do not. If I gave you the state, could you uh, well, give me the mountain? It, or if I it, gave you the mountain, would you know the state? Oh, probably neither. I mean, in we're dealing. Are we dealing with the Rockies? Something? No, no, no. we're not dealing with the Rockies. It's. Uh, I'll just give it to you. It's uh, Mount Denali in Alaska. Mm. Okay. At uh, twenty thousand uh, three hundred twenty feet. Okay. So uh, I guess there's some pretty big monsters up in uh, up in Alaska. Uh, yeah, the tallest in the lower 48 states, however, um, either is in California or in Colorado. Do you have a, a guess? Uh, I, I would guess um, Colorado. You would be incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> But not by much. Uh, Mount Whitney is uh, at uh, 14,495 feet, and that is in the Sierra Nevada range in California. Um, Just slightly ahead of Mount Elbert in the Sawatch range in Colorado, which is at 14,433. So, uh, I mean, you know, pennies. Pennies. Inches, meters, whatever. Mere nickels. Uh, not, yeah. <laughs> not that many. A measure, a small measure. All right. All right. Um, in the east, which mountain range has the most peaks in the top 10? Oh. Would it be the Black Mountains of North Carolina or the Great Smoky Mountains of Tennessee and North Carolina? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the Great Smoky Mountains. So close. <laughs> it, was the, it was the Black Mountains. There's going to be one of those. Hot seats. <laughs> All right, I think I, you better get this. Well, uh, we, get this we know how t-shirt. that works. <laughs> yeah, All right. All right. Uh, the name of the mountain in Lord of the Rings. Um, Mount Mount Doom. Boom. <laughs> Doom boom. You got it. How about back at you? What is the mountain in The Hobbit? Oh. Just, I don't know. So the the dwarves are going back to it. That's where Smog is. The the Lonely Mountain. Lonely Mountain. Yeah. Hmm. Well, man knows his token. (laughs) But but not his his, uh, actual mountain ranges. Have you seen, have you been to mountains? I really haven't had that experience too often. A couple times. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I've seen the Rockies. I've seen the... uh, I don't know. I mean, Appalachians more hills than mountains, but I've been there. Um, I've uh, I've seen mountains out in California. I've seen mountains in the like Salt Lake area. Den, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. So I've and I've I've even did a few um, out when I was in uh, Israel. Yeah, uh, that's really neat. My area. my real experience. I'm not. It, it wouldn't even be. It's called Mount Lassen, and it's not even a mountain. It's um. It's a uh, active. It's, I, it's been a long time. So I would assume it's still active. It hasn't exploded any time uh, recently. Mm. But it was a volcano. But they call yeah. it Mount, Mount Lassen, and so I've been to uh, Montana and seen some mountains out there, but haven't. Oh yeah, really, Glacier been out there too. Yeah, yeah. Haven't you know? So. It, just yeah. very beautiful, though. There's no doubt about it. 
Yeah, my wife has climbed a volcano uh, in Guatemala. Huh. Um, yeah, that was quite the experience. They had to get up, I think, at like, it was they, they had to start up at, at like three or four in the morning in order oh. to get there at sunrise. <laughs> big, big payoff, I guess. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Big, big reward, big, uh, big payoff, but a lot of work. Yeah. All right. Uh, staying with the movie theme, uh, two thousand. This two thousand five American romantic drama directed by Ang Lee, starred Jake Gyllenhaal, Michelle Williams, and Heath Ledger. Went by the title. Oh. Um. Mm. Can't help you. I I got it. I see it. I should say. Don't quit me, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not going to help. You just—it's just—I see it even more. I got it. I got this, some scenes right there. Listeners, everybody together now. Broke back mountain. Broke back mountain. <laughs> um, hang in there. Hang in there. All right. This All right. 1993 action adventure film follows the main actor and co-screenwriter of the film, who plays a mountain climber embroiled in a heist of a U.S. Treasury plane. Flying to the Rocky Mountains. The name of the star and co-screenwriter of the movie, please. Do you know it, Greg? You just gotta uh, hang in there, buddy. I know. <laughs> not not even hanging. I I I I don't know. It's a. It it's is not Sylvester Stallone. He had a couple. That's it is it Sylvester is Stallone. It? Yes. Uh, and the movie. Um. Uh, can I see it? Uh, cliffhanger is is that, that it? is correct uh, yeah all right yes. i pulled i pulled one out you, you hung in there greg <laughs> i was uh setting you up for success yep. there i do like that movie all right we are gonna yeah. switch now to the bible okay all right this mythical mountain named in genesis 8 is the alleged resting place of noah's ark mm. is it a mount ararat b mount moriah or c mount sinai <sighs> You know, we know Sinai. That's what I want to go with. But is that in the context here? Or am I thinking? I'm going to say Sinai. It is actually Mount Ararat. Okay. Tell me Sinai, because I was in Rob Bell's, uh, one of his references. and then I'm glad you that. asked. It was on this mountain that Moses allegedly received the Ten Commandments. All right. There you go. Sinai. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Uh, so let's uh, move on to question number okay. 10. Yeah. Shall we? All right. Uh, this, you better get this <laughs> one. If you don't get this one, I'm going to be so ashamed to be well, a friend. Sometimes that happens, but give it to me. <laughs> okay. It was on this mountain that the great spiritual victory of Elijah versus Baal, the worshipers occurred. Is it A, Mount Chocolate, B, Mount Vanilla, or C, Mount Carmel? Um, I'm going to go with your embarrassment and say Mount Carmel. Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> yes. Yes, Mount Carmel. C-A-R-M-E-L. Uh, all right, number 11. This is the New Testament's ultimate mountain where Jesus allegedly was transfigured mm. and his glory revealed to his fellow disciple climbers. Is it Mount Hermon or Mount Olivet? Oh, I'll say Mount Olivet, but 
it's you are incorrect. Mark Herman. All of it is. Um, All of it is the next one. The pivotal place in Jesus' life and ministry. Sermon. At the foot of the mountain is the Garden of Gethsemane, but on the top it is the Got Mount it. of Olives. Got it. All right, I'm, uh, I'm I, done I, with the I'm hot done seat. With the... Um, <laughs> I think you learned a lot. Uh, maybe. I think you learned yeah. a lot. You failed a I lot. I did. You well. A lot. <laughs> reflection <laughs> otherwise learning learning is uh actual changing of something and uh we we had it in our heads we'll see if it if it stays there or what happens with it right <laughs> right so we got to get to Zoom because I can do well at that. Because I, 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 you, you threw down uh, the gauntlet a couple uh, times ago, and I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to. I've thought about it. I've processed it. I, I love my Zoom meeting. So, I well, you better. Start all right, off I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm almost giddy. So, here's what. Uh, based on in, being inspired by my good friend Keith Lawn. I decided that my Zoom meeting would be uh, a slew of comedians. And I am going to truly be watching this. So I've got Jimmy Fallon is going to be hosting. I want him to, he can throw in his humor and do the things that he does, but he's going to be asking the questions. And we've got four males and four females. We've got Eddie Murphy. We've got Camille Nanjiani. We've got Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. And on the side of female comedians, we have Tiffany Haddish, Tina Fey, Whoopi Goldberg, and Ellen DeGeneres. Now, you might be wow. thinking, Mr. Long, where's our guy? And I didn't leave him out. But if, you're, if you've been listening to us before, uh, you'll know that Keith and I are huge Robin Williams fans. And I always will be. He is just top-notch. And I want him there, but he takes over. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's, we're going to yeah, have him join does. in, but we're going to, I want these others to kind of play riff, go back and forth, say things and, and just have some good conversation. And I would just love to, to watch that. And then we'll bring, we'll bring Robin in and um, he can do his thing as well, but excited to well have a zoom meeting of just, I, I need some humor. I need some laughter. We, we've uh, we've we've got circumstances that are uh, still going on. We've got a big election coming up, and like I I want to laugh. So that's my Zoom meeting. Yep. Well, we are on the same doggone page again. Mr. Seriously, Mankey. I wanted comedy as okay. well. Okay. And I went with uh, the cast of the Anchorman. Oh, all right. So uh, listen to these names, and um, I'll, I'll tell you my favorites after I, I go through all of them. Uh, Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, uh, David Ketchner, Christina Applegate, uh, Fred Willard, Ben Stiller, Seth Rogen, Luke Wilson, and then a couple of SNLers, uh, Chris Parnell and Fred Ar Armisen. Um, I'm a huge Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd fan. Uh, love Ben Stiller. Uh, the late Fred Willard was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I think Seth Rogen would bring an element uh, that would be uh, really fun. Um, and, and and all the others uh, also. Um, just that, well, that movie is so 
uh, bizarre. It's more bizarre than it's. I think it's funny, yeah. but it's it's it. The bizarre factor is is. Um, but you just know those guys. Uh, they all had a blast working together yeah. on that movie. Yeah. Um, oh. So I just uh, I would love to be able to just uh, let them entertain me. Um, that and, is, uh, that... and you know, throw in a couple. Uh, you know, put in some of my uh, my fun moves as well. But um, you know, to just be able to. Just yeah, Anchorman. I mean, Will. Like, I mean, just it would be it would be so much fun. And like you said, uh, we need we need some yeah. comedy. Big time. That's well. These that's days, well played. So. That that's legit though too. I mean, that's that's one that could really be done. Like mine, uh, you know, you'd have to be connected to all these people. But yours is a real deal. Yep. Like, I would love to have yeah. someone actually do that. Put that on the um, the the gad you know like his, his podcast you know they, they could exactly yeah. yeah i think it. i would be i would love to see that i'd be well it'd be i knew i knew about half of them and then when i kept seeing like i didn't know fred willard was in it i forgot he was in it um i forgot seth rogan was you know made cameo like um you know and then yeah some of those uh, i mean chris parnell some of the stuff he does is just so good on snl um and so I just, it would have been, it, it just kept getting better and better. Um, it is. It is a big list now that, you know, time has gone by. Um, and those, those names have gotten even bigger, even better. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so there's our zoom, uh, listeners. We love that segment and, uh, looking forward to, uh, to more, uh, more zooming meetings, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but not surprised, um, that we were on the same page there. all right let's climb some mountains let's Let's climb do it mountain let's let's do it let's get to pod fodder so i asked greg to listen to this uh this podcast sermon from uh from the great rob bell um who uh if you're not familiar with his uh rob cast uh, usually episodes range in the, uh, 40 to an hour, um, range and, uh, he'll do some interviews, he'll do some teaching, uh, and every now and then he drops a sermon and, um, these are just phenomenal. Um, the, the amount of, uh, biblical scholarship that he brings, uh, his energy, his questions, uh, how he he just he speaks a word that um it's just i always find it you know very uh insightful and inspiring so um i've been kind of uh in a mount theme and came across this this sermon on a text uh, one of rob's favorite text it's an obscure one from hebrews chapter 12 verses 18 to 24 um and, uh, and it's talking about basically these two mountains. There's uh, the mountain uh, that that uh, that can't uh, 
can't you don't you don't touch it it's blazing fire it's darkness it's gloom it's tempest it's basically mount doom okay mm-hmm. um and then and then there's this other mountain this new mountain that's mount uh, and it's uh, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, uh, innumerable angels. Um, it's the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and, uh, and to the God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. Uh, so it's just this, again, you've got Mount Doom, and then you've got city of the living God, Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. And he, he paints this picture of you you may know that mountain uh but we are now at this mountain and then he kind of he riffs um between those two uh mountains and so i'm i could just preach the sermon again but i'm really curious what stood out to you greg and uh and we'll kind of just follow the spirit of where uh where the spirit grabbed you yeah well i'd start with um kind of where you are within he's he's explaining this and he's talking about the two mountains and he was talking about the the one of the things that stood out to me is he's talking about um freedom being being free and he's what he he's mentioning um that it's it's being we often think about it I, I think he's explaining it as such where we're often we think about freedom as from something but he's describing it as then for something. And I thought that was that like that stuck out to me on um, I am action oriented. And that's what this was. This at least initial part was saying that now that you've come here, because we think about he we think about that. We're not worthy. He talks about that. Maybe you can elaborate on some of those pieces as well, but that, you know, that we, we, our mind goes negative and we're not worthy of these things and the pieces. And it's like, no, we've got to, we've got to move beyond that. And, and it is, it is this mountain you are here. And that's the title of this. You've come to this mountain and that right. you are free for some, for, for good, for great things along those lines. Right. I mean, that was the, first yeah, the, the, the freedom from, you know, in, in, in regards to the slaves, um, you know, breaking free uh, from Egypt and, you know, that's the from part, like that's where they were freed from, but they're not just, uh, so there's two types of freedom. There's that. And then there's also, like you're saying, the freedom for, uh, you know, so that you can be part of something that's bigger than yourself. Mm, um, yeah. Perhaps for the first time, uh, perhaps not, but either way, it's breaking away from this um, rebel mindset, which I found uh, particularly interesting where, you know, kind of just talks about how um, you're, you're no longer the rebel and he defines a rebel as um, someone who gets energy from being against um, someone who criticizes everything that's wrong. Um, you know, that thing's too lame. Uh, you know, these people are hypocrites. Uh, the rebel is always uh, chafing against every structure that's in power. Um, but it's when the rebel gets freed from that, uh, that now it's time to actually build. Yeah. And to and to make and to create something uh, uh, new. Yeah. And, and this this question, he kind of kept kind of going back to this question: uh, what what within you is demanding expression? What within you is demanding expression? And if you can if you can pinpoint that, then follow it and see what that thing mm-hmm. is. 
Um, and, and that is what it means to be climbing the new mountain. The old mountain is just, you're just bucking up against everything. Everything sucks. And, um, you know, uh, hell, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. This, the, this is wrong. All this is wrong. Uh, but the freedom of the new mountain is so what now, what are you going to do? With yeah. That? What are you going to do with the new mountain? Yeah, no. And, and that I, I'm glad you brought up that, that rebel part because that stuck out to me and I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to say, um, I, I actually thought of star Wars and, and here's why I'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed and yet I'm not because it, it did make a good connection for me where you're, you, you just explained it about, okay, you're the rebel. Um, and you're kind of this this guy who's complaining or doesn't quite fit or what a rebel without a cause, right? We have this almost stereotype. Mm -hmm. But the connection for me with the Star Wars part was the rebellion. And I just thought about because it's it's who's the good guy and the bad guy, and that perspective really matters. And when you're free for something to be able to join a group and may and you know be transformational and you join the rebellion it just gave me something concrete and i had to kind of laugh mm -hmm. to myself because it yeah. certainly wasn't what he was preaching about but it it made a concrete connection for me on you know what this is how things then one individual does make an impact no doubt about it but when you get a group of people and when you're free to be able to have those opportunities some great things can happen because what is this? What is your thing? What is your expression? That's the one I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I had to, I had to pause on that and I've been thinking about that for a couple of days and I, I don't know if I can articulate one solid mm. thing. I mean, what did you think? I'm going to flip it back to you. What, you know, do you, do you have like, this is my thing based upon, you know, the new uh, mountain? For me, it's, it's an ambiguous it's an ambiguous thing. It's truth. Okay. It's, 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 it's truth. It's, it's speaking truth. Um, and it, it can be applied to a lot of different circumstances in our lives. But, um, I, I have, a, an inner, um, conviction compulsion to, to seek truth and to speak truth. And it's just, it's been there and it's been, uh, revealed i think as more than just like a a value sure. you know like it's just it's become like like life mission you yep. know um is is to follow that and, and to yeah to um to be live you know i i to be freed from kind of, not necessarily like my past is bad but it's just like to be freed from everything that held me back mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. in order to to build and to do and to to yeah to to be something that is just devoted to this thing called truth. Okay, no, that that really helps actually, Keith, because that so this is from this is what I'd say in response to that. Then, um, and this is a John Maxwell ism, if I can call it that. John Maxwell, you know, he's uh. Well, he was a, a, a preacher himself, and but he then got into uh, writing books and businesses and speaking and all that. So I've really liked his work. And he talks about a life sentence and not in the way that you're going to prison type of thing. But if you were to take this, you just said truth, take your thing, take your expression and say that in a sentence. My life sentence is to positively impact others, to positively impact others. And mm -hmm. I've, I, I, I shared that with my staff today. And I, if I can help these teachers, if 
I can positively change their lives and remove barriers, they can then do the same thing for students and for families. And though that's transformational, that's, that's the new mountain. So I guess I do, I do have one and I appreciate yeah. you saying that because it just, it just clicked for me. That's- yeah. You just, it's yeah. I, I'm well, I'm glad. I'm glad. And that, that's a great, um, that's a great pursuit, you know, and that you're, um, you know, we've last term the last podcast we kind of talked uh, about. You now we directly talked about transformation, uh, but really it's kind of around this theme of courage, of mm. of um, you know finding and um, and being people of courage, and, and what does that look like in in today's world? Uh, and you know, getting back to you know this this sermon from Rob Bell, there's there's the people that um, they're so afraid that they just stay at a distance, um, you know, and, and dis, you know, staying at a distance uh, in fear, again, you know, take out the social distancing mindset. Right, you right. Know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, um, you know, you're called and invited to be who you are, but you want somebody else to do it. Mm. Um, you, uh, you, you, you push it off on somebody else, Moses. You do it, not us. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Jesus. You do it, not us. Uh, that that um, you know the superstars. You guys do it, but you know the rest of us. We we we're just not going to do it. Um, you know, and instead, it's it's you know th- this bigness isn't bigger than you. You're a part of it. You're not separate from yeah. it. Um, so instead of standing in a distance. Uh, from who you're here, um, you know, uh, put those fears back on that old mountain. You're not on that old mountain. Um, you're now on this mountain. Uh, that that that's the that mountain. You know, own it, embrace it, um, grieve it. But you're no longer. You know, you're not there. Yeah. Unless you unless you are. You know. Um. And then you then you need to work through that. But uh, I think there's so many of us in this world where we're either in transition from the old mountain to the new mountain and we don't know it. Um, or you're at the new mountain and you don't know what to do with it yeah. because you've still got the mindset ingrained in you that you're still, you're still a slave to that fear, uh, from the old mountain. Uh, and, uh, this line particularly stood out to me. Um, something within you says to you to follow it or something will die. That's, what we're talking about um, that, you know, positively impact you either, you either follow that or you don't. And then, then who you are, something in, in who you are is no longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it makes me think um, again with two mountains, you, you think of there's you're, you're on the second one. And you're looking forward, and I've always thought like that. You you want to look forward. You're planning ahead. Um, but I also learned a little bit about sometimes you're looking ahead, and there's there's so much of that mountain, that new mountain now still to climb. And so you're saying like grieve and and go through the different things, but you're on a new mountain. And I learned a, a good way is to actually pause and look back and look how far you've come. You've already come over that mountain. You're on a new one now. So take a take a moment to pause and mm-hmm. see how far and what you've accomplished, and then um, you know fill yourself with energy and and take on this the new challenge and and this new mountain. Yeah, I, I really like that that kind of thought process. 
And then, and then in so doing, you realize that you're not um, alone, that there's this, he talks about this, uh, this deep communion um, of joy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and how there's that description of this, this new mountain has had, you know, this, this innumerable angels and just this light and this, you know, uh, the strength of this community. Yeah, and that, he says that a lot. Uh, he repeated that numerous yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, you know, how do you not get a warm feeling yeah. about that? that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is to know that it, it, you're not alone. You can be supportive. You have the support, so it goes both ways. Dude, you're part of the rebellion. <laughs> I totally part of the I've been part of the rebellion for a while, and and uh, and that was the other thing he said. And that, you know, this this was kind of the. Yeah, this was at the 19 minute, uh, 32 second, uh, around that night, 20 minute mark. Uh, you have stood at a distance long enough. You have told the story of the mountain enough. You have failed to listen to the fullness that the voice is calling you to. Um, you're done with that mountain. It's time to follow the joy, mm -hmm. to be drawn into something communal and larger than yourselves. And you are worthy and you belong. Yeah. Like um, it's, it's time to to be on this new mountain. Yeah. Thanks for writing that down. Cause that, that was a great, I, I remember that. So I'm glad that you were able to write it down and share it. Cause that's it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The, the past, that part's done. Like see how far yep. you've come, but now it, it's time we're moving forward. Let's right. get going. Right. <laughs> and you don't have to be a person of faith, a believer, or, you know, you can be in any phase of your life and this is truth. And that's why, yeah, it just really spoke to me. Um, and, and then, you know, he talked about uh, later on, he said, um, you know, the people who've inspired you, um, you know, they inspire you. You resonate with, with what they're saying because what they're saying is in you. Uh, basically, they are the magnet and they are pulling up that shard that's already within you. Uh, and I just love that imagery that, you know, so often we put those people on a pedestal and, you know, we're just taking the scraps from their table, right? Like, um, they, they, they're the ones that they get, they're making the bread and we're just, you know, just give me a few scraps and I'm good. Um, and instead it's more just this, like the same, he said this, the same thing in them is in yes, you. Yes. Yes. That's oh, another great. Yeah. That. So good. You know, um, and think about the people who inspire you and then think about the fact that, what's in them is, is also in you. So, you know, for me as a preacher, you know, obviously gra gravitate towards Jesus and then, you know, then taking that line and going into like the same thing that's in Jesus is in me, mm. you know, um, personalize it, that's powerful. connect to it. It is. You know? yeah. yeah. Because again, the tendency oh. is to, to say, no, not in me, not us. That was right. like, you, like yep. you said, yep. that, that separates them. And then that pushes away rather yep. than pulling it closer. Yeah, so, so uh, cool. Yeah. The, did you do you remember the thing he talked about? Um, maybe he, the the happening. He said the point of these ancient stories isn't that they happened, but that they happen. Yes. Talk, just briefly touch on that. That's a good place to, to so, end on. Yes. So, okay, so you resonate with Jesus. You resonate with you know something you read in the Bible, um, and it speaks to you. Um, of whatever it is, uh, Jesus the mountain and blah, you know, um, the point that the, that again, of the living word or of scripture is that, uh, the point isn't that 
that they happened. Uh, you know, we're, we're hungry for facts that it happened. And if it happened, then somehow it's more meaningful. Uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. rather, um, th- this, these are speaking to the human condition, both then and now, and that they keep happening. Yes. And, and that, that's, again, hopefully you have a good preacher that you can go to that can interpret that in terms of um, how is this still relevant for your life today? Uh, and, and that's, I think, the true gift of anything you read. It doesn't have to be the Bible, but anything you read, resonating with it and finding a way that, oh, yeah, this, this totally speaks to my life right now. Yes, I, and that, that, is, I, that, that is a great point as well to be able to, it, it is the living word. It is, it is taking it. And looking at it through the current context, and you need to do both. You talk about that often about we got to see where this was written and what was happening around that time. But I wanted in like now, what? How do I take that and and not necessarily modernize it, but how how do I right. make it relevant to? How is it? How is it true? Not necessarily. How is it fact? Yes, there uh, you go. Yes, preach it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I'm all good. fired up, uh, everybody. Yeah. I, I, we, we just gave you the cliff notes. You, you really ought to... I probably... And I think we maybe got to about three. Uh, so um, there's a lot here, a lot of really great truths that uh, I think will help you to uh, get to your fullness of everything that we're here uh, to be. That was another quote. Um and uh yeah so go for it uh if you need a pick me up if you need a pep talk um if if you just need to as greg was saying look back on where you've come and get inspired about where you're going this is a fantastic sermon uh from rob bell to listen to uh or maybe we gave you what you needed uh from from this episode uh so uh, so thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time This has been Godfather. We appreciate you and thank you for adding some value with us to the world. Share a comment, ask a question, or reflect with a tweet on Twitter at hashtag GodfatherPodcast. We create and distribute through Anchor. Please join us again next time when we will ask more questions, explore further connections, and share our reflections to add a little value to the world. Godfather artwork is designed by Chuck Bennis. Our theme music is from The Godfather, composed by Nita Roda. Who's Doom and Who comes from Aretha Franklin with transition music today by Bill Conti and Ray LeMontagne. Our outro music is being performed by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and follow on Facebook. If we've added a little value to your life, subscribe and tell a friend.